Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Ed. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice. Fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is 2019. Yes, it's been a while since we've been with you, but we're back for the new offseason of fantasy football. And, of course, to talk a little bit about the NFL free agency and all the player movement and coaching changes that have happened here in the past three and a half, almost four, four months since we've been gone. Uh, my name is Michael Nazarek. I am host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast, and you can reach Fantasy Football Mastermind on the web at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again for the start of his ninth season is my co-host of the show, my good friend and very experienced fantasy player and writer, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Very fine, sir. Thank you. I'd like to start this new year the way it always seems to end. Uh, I'm going to correct you right off the bat. Um, we, we, there is no off-season in fantasy football. Never an off-season in fantasy football. Not if you want to be successful. So let's, let's nip that word in the bud right now. <laughs> well, I only use that because uh, I've got to appease my wife somehow <laughs> so, so we get kind of back in the swing of actually getting to know each other again. And then before you know it, we're here doing podcasts and talking about uh, NFL players and and their fantasy potential and all. And, and I can't believe this is the actual debut of the 11th season of this show. We've been doing it since 2009. That's 10 full seasons online. Uh, and we're also celebrating 24 years of Fantasy Football Mastermind being around. I can't believe this one year away from a silver anniversary. Um, I can't believe this. I was 29 going on 30 when I started the website, and now I'm 53 going on 54. It's, uh, you know, we're just not getting any younger, but I can at least say that we're having lots of fun doing it. Absolutely. And, you know, getting anyway, older beats the alternative, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> that's right. As long as we're still around and talking, that's good. All right, let's get to the key NFL news now. Uh, we're we're going to be doing a, a free agency review. So basically what we're going to be doing is throwing out three winners. Each of us will be throwing out three winners. We feel that uh, players are the winners as a result of free agency. I know the draft's coming up in, in a little more than a week and all, but we want to talk about just the free agency right now, and then we'll talk about rookies and such when we pick it up later this summer. But uh, we're going to have three uh, winners, three losers that we feel, people that uh, decrease their fantasy value because of the situation or the team that they sign with, and three wild card uh, players that could go either way. Uh, but first, let's get to the uh, most important news and notes of the day and the weeks here. Uh, since this is April, uh, let's see, eight, uh, we're April 16th. Yes, I know, in the middle of April. Uh, usually we do this at the end of March and all, but we had some scheduling conflicts. So anyway, uh, What's happened today was Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seahawks, signed uh, the, the richest deal ever for a quarterback in the NFL, uh, four-year extension for $140 million with $65 million guaranteed. 
uh, he gets well the sixty-five million in a, in the form of a signing bonus, and then he makes another five million uh, si- uh, base salary this year. So seventy million, half of his money is going to be coming to him in the first year, and it's a four-year extension. He was already signed through this year, so that's five years total. He's going to be making thirty-five million a year on average. That's higher than uh, Aaron Rodgers' uh, deal, which was thirty-three and a half. It's exploded over the last three or four years. Quarterbacks went from low twenties to mid to upper twenties. Now, now we're in the mid thirties. Um, well, Chris, all I got to ask you: um, Did the Seahawks do the right thing here uh, in extending Russell Wilson, or 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 the rumors that he come, might have been traded to the Giants might have been actually better for the team or for the Giants? What do you think? Well, they certainly wouldn't have been better for the team. I mean, for for better or for worse, whether you like Russell Wilson or not, you can't argue that he has far and away been the heart and soul of that team. He's what makes that that offense run. He's what makes that team run, especially in the absence of the big name high-profile defensive players that have slowly been lost from their roster in the last few years. He is that team. He's the face of that team. He makes everything run, and he just gets things done. Uh, maybe in an unorthodox way, but he gets things done. He is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. He's, he's earned that money um, by NFL standards. He deserves it. They needed to do this because they couldn't really start over again uh, with, with the quarterback really hitting his prime. They couldn't afford to, to, to lose him right now. So I guess now Russell Wilson's just like Tom Brady in that he maybe is starting to make half as much as his celebrity wife. <laughs> anyway, so he's there, uh, there through 2023 when he'll be 36 years old. Uh, I guess uh, he might get another contract after that. It just depends on if he wants to keep playing at that age. But uh, I, as a Giants fan, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to trade for him. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that he used the, the, the threat of the fact that the Giants may end up trading for him or signing signing him when his deal ran out, if they didn't throw the franchise tag on him. And it could have gotten really messy. We've seen how messy things get uh, with quarterbacks in, in Washington, and I'm sure the Seahawks didn't want to uh, to go through something like that. So a bully for them. I still see Russell Wilson as a, clearly a top-ten fantasy quarterback with top-five potential. It just depends about the pieces around him. If Doug Baldwin could stay healthy this year, that, that would help him out uh, immensely there. Uh, you know, they, they've got other pieces they need, uh, you know, to get going and all, and they can't just rely completely on Russell Wilson. But as long as he stays healthy there, he'll be productive in that role there. Uh, moving on over to um, a little a minor signing. In Carolina, uh, they uh, signed uh, Chris Hogan just this past week. Uh, surprisingly, I guess the, the Patriots chose not to keep him, even though they're, they're a dearth of, uh, of uh, talent there at uh, the wide receiver position and the receiving position with Gronkowski retiring. But Chris Hogan signed a one-year deal with Carolina. Uh, Devin Funches is no longer there in Carolina. What do you think about uh, Chris Hogan in Carolina? Do you think he can make an impact, Chris? I certainly think he can make an impact. The only question with Hogan was, was can he stay healthy and stay on the field? Um, he, per game, he was very functional uh, as a fantasy player in, uh, in the Patriots' offense. He disappeared a couple of times his last year. But for the most part, he's been a, a pretty consistent producer, especially in the red zone. I think he can at least put up Devin Funches' numbers. And quite realistically, with the other inexperienced guys they have in the receiving core, he may be the most talented receiver that they have. Maybe not the quickest, maybe not you know, the best, but the most experienced and, and the best overall receiver. So if he can find any kind of rhythm with, with Cam Newton, he could slide into a very functional fantasy role, again, at least equivalent to where people put Devin Funches last year, which was kind of a mid-range a wide receiver number three. Yep. Uh, I agree with you there. Uh, moving on over really quickly, back to the Patriots. Um, just a week or so ago, they signed uh, tight end Austin uh, Safarian Jenkins to uh, hopefully fill some of the role that Gronkowski 
my field there. And just today, literally about a half hour to an hour before uh, showtime here, and this almost happens when we do off-season shows like this, uh, Demarius Thomas agreed to sign a one-year deal worth up to $6 million. Of course, he's coming off a torn Achilles so uh, and this is apparently the second Achilles of his career. I'm just reading this online here. So uh, rapid thoughts. Uh, you know, they, 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 they're missing a lot of talent there in New England at the wide receiver position. Now they've got Demarius Thomas, who probably might not be 100%, uh, you know, entering training camp and all. And ASJ, they're trying to fill Gronk. Uh, are these guys worthy of drafting? And do you think that they can uh, produce a decent amount of uh, fantasy production for their owners? Um, I, I think – I like Sparian Jenkins better. I think he's got more potential. I mean, he's not going to be Gronk. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, Sparian Jenkins, I mean, the history of him, his injuries and his off-the-field stuff is well-known. But, but he's talented, and he's very talented. And this kind of reclamation project is the kind of thing that Bill Belichick and the Patriots do as well as anybody uh, in, in the league. So I really like him as a good fit there. I think he's going to probably outperform his draft position unless people think he's going to be Gronk and draft him in the top ten. He's the kind of guy who could be low, a low-end number one if all the chips fall in and he stays healthy, but you can probably get him as your number two and play for the upside. Demarius Thomas, I'm a little mm-hmm. more concerned about because at his age with the coming off an Achilles injury, that's a lot to expect. Again, the opportunities there, there's not a lot of competition as far as skill at that position. He certainly has a, a proven quarterback. I'm a little concerned about his ability to physically be able to be even a shadow of, of Demarius Thomas's former self, at least for the first half of this season. Yep. Uh, good analysis there. Okay, let's move on over since we're uh, you know c- kind of short on time. We're trying to stick to our 30-minute format. Might go a little bit over, but let's get right into the NFL free agency review with uh, three winners. I'm going to start off with my first winner. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious here. It's Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know he came already came into the uh, league very talented uh, and started producing solid numbers as a rookie last year with uh, Jarvis Landry and uh, rookie Antonio Callaway. Now all of a sudden you throw a uh, healthy OBJ into the mix and uh you know his 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 bar uh for for uh ceiling uh might just go right through the roof there i i think with uh david njoku still learning uh the position at tight end he can play a little bit more consistently stay healthy uh with antonio callaway speed a uh, guy in lane being the slot and obj doing what he does uh you know as long as everyone stays healthy here i think baker mayfield should be a top 10 quarterback uh and and i wouldn't be surprised to see him engineer close to the top five there because of all the all the talent around him and all. Uh, this is a, definitely a team on the rise of the Browns. They, they've also filled some needs at, 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 uh, at the defensive position. So I think that this team is going to be very competitive for the uh, their division. Uh, they might actually even make the playoffs. I think uh, there's just uh, the sky's the limit here. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, you know, Cleveland Browns, that's a team definitely to watch, and Baker Mayfield is the, the guy to watch on that team for this year. Um, Give me a couple of guys that you like, uh, you think are winners, Chris, uh, from uh, free agency. Hello? Yes, Chris? Oh, there we are. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I I look like we we lost you for a second, but I can hear you. I can hear you now. You did. You lost me on my other line, so I dialed it on the other one. Give me two winners, you think. Yep. Uh, First one that comes to mind to me is Mark Ingram. I mean, uh, he was a top-10 producer for three straight years, uh, 14, 15, and 16. He caught an average of over 50 balls a year, and that was while splitting time. And he obviously dropped off a lot last year playing a clear second fiddle and was still a running back number two. So 
Now he's moving to an offense that runs it even more frequently than New Orleans. They ran it two-thirds of the time with Lamar Jackson last year under center, and that made fantasy stars of far lesser talents that clearly the team has no confidence in. Here's an every down back. He should be one for the Ravens in 2019 without sharing a whole lot of the load. I think he could actually be in for a return to his 2016 numbers playing a lead role on a rush-heavy team. Could be a high-end or mid-range running back number two at running back three or four prices in your draft. Uh, another guy that pops okay, to mind. How about another winner? Another one that comes to mind to me is uh, Mike Williams, classic third-year wide receiver breakout. Uh, Mike Williams kind of shared the limelight with his namesake, Tyrell Williams, as the number two guy in, in, with the Chargers for the last two seasons, and he pushed past him late in 2018. And then when the team chose not to resign Tyrell Williams this offseason, let him go to Oakland, that means Mike Williams is going to get even more targets both down the field as well as in the red zone where he's proven himself quite, quite productive. Now with Keenan Allen com- continually going to be drawing consistent double teams, uh, targets and, and a reliable high-volume passer like Phil Rivers that trusts him a lot, I think Williams could be a guy that steps up into the stud category due to the you know, advanced opportunity that he now has even as compared to last year. Okay, uh, good analysis there. Uh, let me uh, share another couple of my winners here. Uh, the number two guy, I think, uh, that comes out uh, smelling pretty good is uh, Derek Carr, uh, quarterback for Oakland. There's been a lot of talk about whether uh, the Raiders are actually going to draft a quarterback, and just recently they said they're not going to in the first round. Who knows exactly what's going to happen in 10 days from now. But uh, the bottom line here is that there's still some question marks about Derek Carr, whether he can be truly the franchise quarterback, even though the fact that John Gruden says that uh, you know he likes his quarterback, he's the franchise Guy that I remember John Gruden talking really good about Amari Cooper last year at this time, and he ended up being traded as a Cowboy. So, uh, you know, things can change in a heartbeat over there. But anytime you add Antonio Brown to the offense, uh, there's going to be an uptick. Like, uh, like Brown says, business is booming. Uh, and despite the fact that they lost Jerry Cook, the tight end there, the Raiders did add wide receiver Tyro Williams, who you just mentioned there. And uh, also they added speedster J.J. Nelson in free agency. So I think that Carr does have a, a, a significant better chance here. He, he was putting up some pretty good numbers last year with nobody uh, on the team after they traded uh, Cooper. Uh, but uh, he's got a good chance here to break into the top ten, I believe, uh, for fantasy. But things got to work out, and they've got to they've got to really train hard and and get on the same page. And you know, Antonio Brown has a chip on his shoulder, so he's going to do his part to do everything he can to make sure that Derek Carr is successful. And uh, for fantasy owners uh, that that draft him. You probably end up drafting him as your backup, uh, and uh, you might end up uh, pushing for your number one uh, starting job on your on your unit there. Another guy that uh, that I'm looking at right now, obviously, is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you know, for the New York Jets, I can't believe this. You know, he's uh, Steelers, yeah, but he didn't play last year, and and uh, he ended up there's there was talking about uh, well, he didn't get the money he wanted, and all of course he didn't get the money that he wanted. Uh, you know, but but he still got a really rich deal, for, and and he's going to be a clear starter for the Jets, and most importantly. He's going to play this year, people, so you don't have to worry about whether he's going to play or not. Or do I draft James Conner? No, all that's over. Loving Bell's the Jet. He's going to carry carry the team. Uh, they got rid of Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell, are both gone. Uh, they've got Elijah McGuire, and they just signed Ty Montgomery to back up Le'Veon Bell. But uh, this, these guys are not going to take much uh, away from Le'Veon Bell. He's going to be on the field. He's got a, a year of rest on his body. So uh, he's only 27 years old. Uh, yes, they paid a lot of money for him, but I think he's going he's gonna to be well worth it, and I think he could actually top the 2,000 total yards and 11 scores that he scored uh, for the Steelers back in 2017. Uh, obviously, I think it's a winner. And uh, for the Jets, as a, as a kind of a Jet fan, because I'm, I'm from New York, uh, you know, I'd like to see Jets Giants the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but 
the bottom line here is that's going to be much thrilling, much more thrilling to watch the Jets with both Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell on that team. Uh, all right, how about your third and final winner for free agency, Chris? Uh, you mentioned him briefly. I'm, I like Jared Cook this year. I mean, he really broke out and came into his own last year, and that was with, if you look at his game-to-game uh, usage, his, it was very erratic and his targeting was very erratic, as well as relatively few red zone looks for a man his size and with his amount of overall targets. So he's going to a much better quarterback for sure. I mean, you can't argue that, that Drew Brees is a better quarterback than, than, than David Carr, um, or Derek Carr, excuse me. But more importantly, he's going to a better offense, and an offense which uses the tight end heavily all over the field and especially in the red zone. Now, I'm not expecting Jimmy Graham circa 2013, but for him to approach 900 yards again this year plus a big jump to over 10 touchdowns, that is, I think, a reasonable expectation, which puts him solidly in the top five tight ends overall. Yep. Okay, uh, well, we're about to miss waypoint, so we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim redrafter, dynasty, keeper, auction, salary cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, uh, we want to also remind everybody, please, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, go ahead and uh, click on the uh, the review uh, there, If you're especially on iTunes and such, and please leave a review one way or another. Uh, it does help the show, and hopefully, uh, like Chris and I, hopefully you believe that we are earned that five-star rating and all, but it's important for exposure for the site and such so that we can keep doing these podcasts. Uh, and enjoy uh, getting to know our, our uh, patrons and subscribers. And speaking, of course, of our website, ffmastermind.com, uh, I know it's the dead of off season and such, but, you know, the draft's coming up in 10 days. Then, you know, we, we've got your training camps are going to be open in less than three months. So, uh, you know, uh, please visit the website. We've got a lot of good stuff on there. First of all, it's a, a – when we redid the site a couple of years ago, we made sure everything is mobile, so you can do it on your phone, on your tablet, on your iPad, on your desktop. It doesn't really matter. Whatever, whatever you're accessing, uh, you know, uh, lots of good stuff on there. Uh, of course, we're still uh, pumping out the free NFL uh, quick bets news items every day. Anytime something happens, we post it on the site. It's absolutely free. We're also offering free all-season Eye and Sky scouting reports on a monthly basis. There, we do have an opening openings for some uh, scouts. So if you're interested and you see a team that's not being covered, please contact me. Uh, through the website and let me know which team you'd like to cover. There is a scouting uh, benefits package that goes along with that. And, of course, we've also uh, teamed up with um, player analysis scouting service owner John Cooney. That's Pass to Win. Check out his site, PassToWin.com. Lots of good stuff. We've already posted a lot of links to a lot of flash reports for all these rookies coming out. That came straight from John Cooney. And, of course, our own John Holler has uh, authored, once again, our Madness Rookie 100-plus page NFL Rookie Draft Reference Guide. It's been released, just released it uh, yesterday. 
271 player profiles covering all the positions, even kicker for uh, for the rookie draft here coming up in 10 days. Lots of good stuff to read. There's a free preview on the, on the website if you go to the homepage, ffmastermind.com, and click on the first uh, graphic that you see with Roger Goodell talking. It'll take you right into a uh, free sneak peek of the draft reference draft guide, and you can check out all 16 player profiles for the rookie quarterbacks entering the draft, including, of course, Kyler Murray there. It's going to be interesting to see if he goes number one. And, of course, we're still uh, pumping out lots of good information. The Rookie Madness content is a part of our Pro Bowl or Super Bowl packages. Early bird rates are $39.95 for the Pro Bowl package, $46.95 respectively for the Super Bowl package, which does include drafting software. Our initial premium player projections, yes, they are coming in mid-May. That's like a month away, people. I can't believe I'm going to be turning those numbers and doing all that stuff. Good stuff for subscribers. Anyway, follow us on Twitter, uh, me, FF Mastermind, and let's get right to the NFL free agency, the losers. Chris, give me one loser right off the bat uh, as a result of free agency, you believe. A guy I think really uh, bit the big one is Jameis Winston. I was actually kind of excited coming into this year, but a lot of things have happened. I mean, I know he won't be fighting off the ghost of Fitzmagic, but I think the lack of a contract extension shows me that the team is really not as committed to him to think that they wouldn't bench him again. I like the hiring of Bruce Arian bodes well for his QB potential, but there's too many other things that slid downward to make him attractive to me again this year. Biggest problem to me is that the loss of two of his top three targets last year in deep threat to Sean Jackson and the dependable slot man, Adam Humphreys. That's 179 targets, 117 catches, 10 touchdowns, and about 1,600 yards gone from that passing offense. Replacing those two guys with, with the underachieving Brashard Perriman flat-out stinks. And, and the other thing is that the bulk of Winston and Fitzpatrick's value last year was due to the historically bad Tampa defense, which can only be better in 2019, so that's got to come back some. With personnel staying, I would have liked him as a wild card due to Arians coming and Fitzpatrick leaving, but now there's just too little help in this offense to make me comfortable here. Yep, I think I agree with you there. Uh, one of my losers, uh, I, I hate to say it because I love the guy. i got pictures of him on the wall in the Super Bowl is Eli Manning. Uh, the fact that you don't have, no longer have OBJ, a generational talent, makes him very unattractive from a fantasy perspective. Yes, the Giants did sign uh, aging slot receiver Golden Tate as well as extended uh, Sterling Shepard and all. But uh, I, I just think that there's not enough, uh, uh, not, not, not enough talent, the multidimensional talent to make the big plays passing. This is going to be a Saquon Barkley team. They're going to be running, running, running. I know they're going to be dumping the passes off to him too, and that's going to count for Eli Manning. But in the past, even with OBG on the team, Manning was seen as kind of a decent, uh, pseudo-decent fantasy backup. But right now, I'm not even uh, counting him as a decent backup. Uh, you know, there's, it's, bottom line is there's, there's no sugarcoating this trade. I think it just flat out stunk, and I, I think the Giants were wrong to make the trade. They pay the guy and give him all this money and then trade him away one year later. I just don't understand it, but I'm, I'm, I bleed, uh, you know, giant blue, and hopefully uh, they'll turn things around and, and become a winner this year. But, I, I, you know, I'm just crossing my fingers. So, fantasy – I'm avoiding Eli Manning. Another guy that's dropped a lot in my eyes is Ben Roethlisberger with Steelers, obviously. And no Antonio Brown there, no Le'Veon Bell there. I know they do have Juju Smith-Schuster, no slouch, but outside of him as well as Jesse, uh, uh, they lost Jesse James and Vance McDonald. So Juju Smith-Schuster, Vance McDonald, and James Conner. Uh, you know, uh, Big Ben, uh, you know, he, he's not mobile. Uh, he gets hurt a lot. 
you know, there's no Levy and Bell to, to dump the passes off. I know Connor will catch some passes and all, but they need another multi-threat uh, 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 in the passing game to keep Ben at that elite level, and I just don't see it. So I, I, if I were to target Big Ben as anything, it would be as a as solid, decent fantasy backup and not anything better. So I don't see him as a top ten guy anymore right now, and it's uh, kind of sad to see, but that's the way it goes. And uh, anyway, let's get right back to a couple of your losers uh, for free agency, Chris. You know, last year I was touting this guy as a huge breakout, and everyone kind of laughed at me. Is Eric Ebron turned out okay? But a lot of his breakout 2018 campaign was due primarily to his incredible 14 touchdowns last year and the absence of leading receiver from 2017, tight end Jack Doyle, all season. Doyle's expected to be back at full strength this year, so I think that's going to really cut into Ebron's target numbers, although I think they're still going to use him uh, as a mismatch to, to find mismatches. But the free agency addition of the massive Devin Funches as the new wide receiver number two in Indy could also mean that some of those red zone targets that went to Ebron last year now will go to the other guy that's his size on the field. I mean, on the whole, 2018 was like a perfect storm for Ebron's fantasy stock to soar, and there are several factors that could show him having some regression to the mean, especially Funches coming to town. I still think he's going to be a low-end number one, but I just think he's going to get overdrafted because of it. So his stock really takes a big hit because I just can't see a guy who's never had more than five touchdowns in a year go up to 14 and then not have some regression with all these other factors. Mm -hmm. uh, second guy uh, that, I, that I'm kind of worried about is Case Keenum, who actually made my fantasy losers list two years in a row, <laughs> which is, I don't think that's ever happened for a quarterback to do that two years in a row. But think about the last two years. He went from throwing the ball in Minnesota to Thielen and Diggs. And last year he went to Denver in a more run-centered offense and some mid-range wide receivers. And now he goes to Washington with a very run-focused offense. you got two non-pass-catching running backs and a guy like Peterson and, uh, God, what's the rookie now, uh, Darius Geis. I don't think he's much of a pass catcher. And Washington's best wide receiver left for the Jets, where he won't even be the best guy on a below-average wide receiver crew. He's in a terrible situation for fantasy success. And like I said, it might be the first time he's been a fantasy loser consecutive seasons at quarterback. Um, heck, he might not even start all season because Colt McCoy always seems to get a lot of love as a backup. So this is a, a guy that I will not touch at all in a draft at any cost. Yeah, he's got to win that job. I think they said it's an open competition between McCoy and, uh, and Keenum. So uh, I'm, I, I agree totally with you there. Uh, he's just been de dealt bad hands the last two years here. Uh, should, should have tried it. Well, they, they didn't really want him in Minnesota, although it was just a situation that was just really good. Anyway, my third guy for a loser here, and I love the guy to death, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's just one of the best wide receivers of all time. But he chose not to retire. And, unfortunately, they've got Josh Rosen over there now. They've got the first pick. Are they going to draft Kyler Murray? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. If they don't, then Josh Rosen really struggled his rookie year. Uh, you know, Larry had his first year in a long time there last season uh, as a Cardinal. It's going to be tough to get the uh, 700 yards and six scores that he got last year, uh, you know, if Josh Rosen starts again. And if they get in Kyler Murray, there's question marks him whether he's going to be able to produce right off the bat too. And yet this guy has a, a, a big name in Larry Fitzgerald. And he's, you know, in, in early ADP here uh, in, the, in the FFPC classic uh, slow drafts, Larry Fitzgerald still going in the, in the first ten rounds and such, and maybe I've seen him go as high as in the sixth or seventh round, and I think that's, that's crazy. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. He, the things may change if they draft Murray and Murray looks good in, in preseason and such, but as of right now, I, I think maybe Larry should have retired, but he didn't want to go out on a losing note, and I can understand that. 
Anyway, let's get right to the wild cards, the last category here. My first wild card is uh, Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, I know that people call him the GOAT, and, you know, I hate to say that because, you know, I, I just don't like the guy personally, but, uh, you know, I respect his play and all. But he loses so much talent this year. Gronkowski retires, and they don't have Chris Hogan anymore. I know Julian is still there, but uh, and they just signed Demaryius Thomas, who, who knows if he's going to be healthy enough this time to start the season on, on the actual field of play. And in Austin Farron Jenkins comes with a lot of questions marks too, whether he can stay healthy and or reclaim what he did for the Jets, or is he going to revert back to his earlier playing days where he didn't do much uh, as a Jacksonville Jaguar. So I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady is a top 10 quarterback. Uh, I don't know about that anymore. So it's, it could go either way here. Uh, they, 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 they tried to sign Adam Humphreys and Jared Cook in free agency, and they swung and they missed. So, uh, you know, there's less talent around Tom Brady. Uh, one of these days he's going to fall off a cliff. I, you know, I, it's got it's got to happen some one of these days. It could happen this year, maybe next year or the year after. What he says he wants to play till his mid 40s. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, Tom Brady is certainly one guy to watch, especially in the preseason with these new guys coming on the team later this summer for fantasy uh, potential. There. Anyway, a couple of wild cards that you uh, have on your list, Chris. Uh, Sam Darnold's the first one that comes to mind. I mean, I know he showed signs during his rookie year, and he should show that sophomore bump, as many top quarterbacks do. But even with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, I'm still not sure his receiving weapons are really all that well poised to make him a, a predictable fantasy top 10 or 15 guy yet. I know he had two decent games right down the stretch, uh, like 24, 25 points. But even with those two games, he was still outside the top 15 over the last four weeks. So the other thing that concerns me as well is that the Jets' defense was terrible last year, ranking in the bottom seven in both run and pass defense, and they just can't be that bad again if for no other reason that they got C.J. Mosley to shore up the middle. So much like I said with Tampa Bay, I, I think their defense has to be better so they may not have to throw as much. And certainly with Le'Veon Bell, even though he catches the ball, he's a much better runner than they've had there. I mean, if he couldn't be a fantasy starter with the need to throw last year, he won't get better opportunities as that defense improves and as the running game improves. Um, a second guy that I think of as a real wild card is Carson Wentz. I mean, this, this guy could be really good or really mediocre. His ragtag receiving crew after Alshon Jeffrey gets a dependable veteran deep threat as Djax comes home, and now he has the best running back talent he's ever had in Philly as a team traded for Jordan Howard during the free agency period rather than re-sign Jay Ajayi and some others. And maybe even more beneficial for his psyche is the removal of Nick Foles lurking over his shoulder, putting pressure on him to succeed. But will this be a positive, or will there be no safety net for the often injured Wentz? Will he stay healthy, or will he push himself through minor injuries because he knows they don't have a reliable backup? Is he going to click with the veteran speedster Jackson? Will the different style, running style of, of Jordan Howard be a fit for this offense? Will he even throw much with, with a good running game and solid defensive personnel in Philly? Lots of questions. Huge upside can go. Oh, there's a big range of where Carson Wentz could go this year. Yep. I agree with you there. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, okay, a couple of wild cards, and these are pretty much everybody's wild cards. Antonio Brown and OBJ. I uh, love the guys, both their talents and such. Of course, they go to new teams. Uh, like I said, Antonio Brown should raise a level of Derek Carr there, but, you know, are they going to jail immediately? Is the chemistry going to be there? Is it going to be you know, copacetic, or is the, the bad Antonio Brown going to come out? Uh, you know, is it, is, is it, what happens if he's struggling all right off the bat like Amari Cooper did? I mean, could they actually trade Antonio Brown in midseason? You know, who knows with John Gruden, you know, I wouldn't think so, but, you know, stranger things have happened. We've already seen one team sign a guy and then trade him, uh, you know, within a year, and that was OBJ and now he's in Cleveland, and he's going to raise the level of Baker Mayfield around him. He should make some plays, but can he stay healthy? Is he going to 
merge with the, well with these guys, all the chemistry and everything, the gelling and everything. So, I mean, obviously, both of these guys are going to be under a microscope. They're being paid a crap load of money, and they're going to be with new teams, and the preseason is going to be give, hopefully give us a glimpse of whether they're going to be working well or they're going to be struggling with their new quarterbacks there. Uh, so, keep just obviously keep your eye on Antonio Brown in Oakland and OBJ in Cleveland. I can't believe I'm saying this. All right, your last uh, wild card uh, on the list, Chris. I'm going to say the 49ers running backs in total. You could make a case for any of these guys being free agency losers because now there's a very crowded backfield now. they got the newly signed Tevin Coleman competing with last year's free agent darling Jarek McKinnon coming back from injury and last year's actual leading rusher Matt Breida. Each of these guys have excelled in small bursts and complementary roles. Each of these guys has also shown a startling inability to stay healthy or to carry the load. Now Kyle Shanahan said last year they signed McKinnon because he's exactly the kind of back they needed to run his offense. And then they go out this year and sign a guy that he knows well from his time in Atlanta who is the exact same kind of back. So any of these guys could be huge in any week or if given the lead role, any could be a total bust as well. If you get lucky, you might have the right guy on your bench. You could have a stud for a month at a time, maybe hopefully when you need him during bye weeks or playoffs. But God only knows what this backfield has in store. Yep, I agree with you there. One last thing before we wrap up uh, the show here. I've seen OBJ being drafted in the middle of the first round as the first wide receiver off the board in these slow drafts in FFPC, and I'm I'm just so stunned. I, this is this is crazy. Uh, you know, that's a lot of hype around OBJ and such. And he is obviously, I think, going to be a top ten wide receiver if he can stay healthy. But to draft a number one, I, I think that that's way pushing too much. By the way, in case people don't understand what I say by FFPC, that's the Fantasy Football Players Championship. They're a major sponsor of our site. Uh, I've been playing in their fantasy leagues for 11 years. Uh, they're the ultimate high-stakes fantasy football players championship. The website is myffpc.com. I highly recommend uh, anyone that wants to play in a slow draft in the offseason or, or a regular draft later on in the summer or the, especially the high-stakes main event, which I will be playing in once again. Probably, uh, with, I know I'll have multiple teams, two teams, maybe even three. Uh, it is uh, quite a little bit pricey, uh, upwards of 2000 to, to enter, but you get, uh, I think you get about $300 back uh, if you, if you uh, off if you buy multiple teams. And by the end of May, the early bird special, I think you save $100 off that on a single team. Uh, it's very much enjoyable. You draft here either in Vegas, where I live, I just go down here to where they draft at Planet Hollywood, uh, or you can draft completely online at home. There's no travel involved if you don't want to travel. Of course, I view that as, as a great part of the experience because they always have a kickoff party where we watch the Thursday night game on big screen TV, and you're, and you're, you're, you're viewing it with about – two or three hundred other people in one big room. It's a great experience. I highly recommend anyone that wants to play fantasy football online, especially high-stakes events, check out my FFPC. You won't be disappointed. Finally, I'd like to urge everyone listening to please bookmark our ffmastermind.com and check out our website often throughout the offseason, especially our NFL QuickBits feature, which is ffmastermind.com slash QuickBits. Dot PHP. We release featured articles as well as information, uh, premium and free, every week, no matter the time of year. We're always here to serve you guys, and we love fantasy football. And I know it's going to be a while before we talk again and all, but uh, Chris and I are already is talking about what players to draft, when and where, and, you know, it's really exciting. So, anyway, thanks for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Michael Nazarek. See you all next time. Goodbye, good night, and good luck to everyone this coming fantasy season. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, 
Michael Mazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.